I'm Sean Morgan, and I'm asking the hard questions about alternative topics like QAnon and coronavirus. Get the free ebook at QAnonFAQ.com. Did you know that you can get QAnon clothing and gifts for yourself, your loved one, and your child at the link below or at QAnonFAQ.com? You can spread the word about this movement and support this channel and its mission of truth in the Great Awakening. You might be surprised at the styles, colors, and merchandise we have available. The coupon code is temporary, so use the promo code QFAQ to shop at QAnonFAQ.com. I'm here with Paul Ferber, who is a independent researcher and former tech journalist. Paul, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thanks, Sean. I hope you're well, too. Yes, doing well. Um, so... You're in South Africa. Is there anything on the ground happening there that you think is important on the global stage? Um, not, not really. Um, it's the usual kind of incompetence at the top. We, we've currently moved into stage four of rolling blackouts because our, uh, you know, our electricity utility supplier, who is a monopoly, is just useless and has pretty much been hollowed out from the inside. So. Luckily today we're not uh, we haven't been scheduled to get cut off, but yeah, my hopes aren't high. So we'll see. It. So it's just uh, an kind of isolated, um, failed state. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you've been keeping up with the news and the current events. Uh, you saw what happened in Kenosha with the riots, with the Jacob Blake uh, incident, uh, with the Kenosha shooter who is now in jail and has first degree murder charges against him. Uh, so any thoughts about that and how that kind of affects the story moving forward? Yeah, that was, look, in some senses, that was a pretty incredible incident. Um, you know, here's a young guy who, he didn't cross state lines with a weapon. He was actually unarmed. You know, he came from Illinois to Wisconsin and uh, to help. He was asked to help clean up uh, the graffiti at a high school, you know, which had been trashed by BLM and Antifa. So he was helping out there. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's a medic. Um, he's a volunteer policeman. He's a cadet. Um, really, really, you know, good guy. Good guy all around. And while he was doing the cleaning up, of the school, which is on video, by the way. Um, we have proof of that. He was then asked to come and help an auto business that had been torched in the riots. So he went there um, with a friend's AR-15. And he was, I've seen video just this morning, in fact, that surfaced showing him actually treating people on the street who've been injured or wounded in the clashes um, before the shooting. So he wasn't some kind of anti-BLM activist. No, helping people on the ground. He was, he was there to help. He was cleaning up graffiti. He was helping people by being a medic. He was, um, yeah, he was um, guarding private, you know, small uh, private businesses in Kenosha um, from being damaged even more than they had been. So yeah, quite a quite a guy actually. And then the trouble started. Um, some some guy ran up to him and threw a Molotov at him um, and got shot for his troubles. Now, I, I've heard, I don't know 
whether this guy was a pedo and a registered sex offender. Yeah, that's just correct. Yeah, that's Antifa, your typical Antifa foot soldier. And then I don't know whether it's true that he was shot in the back or whether Kyle Rittenhouse actually shot him in the head. So I'm not sure about that. But yeah, yeah. in the head is according to my, my research, is yes. Is it? Okay. So okay, so that rumor was incorrect then. Yeah, okay. So Rittenhouse did take him out. In fact, the guy the video that I've seen, he runs up to him, throws a Molotov, and then tries to grab his weapon, which is just stupid. So yeah, right. you oh my god. I saw the same person calling people the N-word uh, during that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, again, fairly typical Antifa foot soldier. Racist as anything. And yeah, just there to cause trouble and mayhem. So then, the you know, after that happened, um, Rittenhouse was, you know, people said, there he is, go get him. And they chased him down the street. And we saw that amazing video where, yeah, the, the skateboarder hit him over the head with the skateboarder. Um, and he fell to the ground and some guy had come up to assault him, got shot for his pains. And then some bloke who was pretending to be hands off then came in with a loaded Glock and tried to take him out. And he got shot in the arm for his pains. And then Rittenhouse then recovered um, because he was wearing his blue gloves from his medic um, efforts earlier in the evening. All of his trigger discipline is on full display in the video. Really, really good weapon handling. I mean, this guy is knows what he's doing. He, he cleared a jam. He put bullets on target where it mattered. And then he ran to the police with his hands in the air and immediately gave himself up. The fact that he said murder charges on what is the most obvious case of self-defense I think I've ever seen in my life is just outrageous. Um, and the fact well, that it doesn't fit the narrative, people, right? The, yeah. the left, the left has a narrative where they need to demonize people on the far right yeah, for course. their purposes. Yeah, he has to be far right. He has but the New York Marx. Times actually said that shots were fired against him first, so it seemed like they put out a, a kind of like a signal to the other media saying, "Hey, this is not the hill to die on because it's just the facts are not on our side." Yeah, the media is going to get their asses handed to them by by this. This is going to be another Nick Sandman situation, huh? Defamation. Yeah, yeah completely. Um, and especially now that Lynn Wood has taken up his defense, that is a good thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, that was, um, that was definitely a line that was drawn in the sand because I've watched, I've watched the, this insurrection that has been going on. And, I mean, President Trump told us two days ago, he was asked, I think um, Laura Ingram asked him about, you know, who's, what's going on here? And he said, look, there's dark forces in the shadows controlling, you know, pro controlling this insurrection. And they're the same people that control Joe Biden. I mean, that is a direct statement from the president. Yes. But he knows exactly what's going on. But this is sponsored unrest and, and that it is the same people that is uh, the same people that control Joe. And not only and, that, but... And, and I, I think that's about, very strategic what the president did because he always does this where he, he kind of yeah. says some cryptic words and then he gets yeah. the press to jump all over him and, and say he's stupid and he has no evidence and then all of a sudden the evidence comes out. Yeah, Same thing happened with hydroxychloroquine. Has President Trump ever made a statement that has not been proven to be fact? Q. In very early days, he said that. Yeah, so Trump is putting that out there because he knows that he'll be proven correct. And he knows that 
we, you know, that he knows that he wants to tell us that he knows that we, you know, we know that he knows, which is important. Um, and of course, you know, the media think he's nuts and this is all a conspiracy theory. Even Fox said it was a conspiracy theory. It's not. This is a deliberately sponsored attempt against the West. Um, and it's been, you know, this has been planned decades in advance. Luckily, of course, you know, I mean, if Hillary had won, you know, we would have already had a limited nuclear war between Iran and Israel. And I mean, both countries would have been glassed. A hundred million people would be dead and, you know, we'd be kind of, there would have been a ceasefire, but we've been kind of been in shock from that. And then there would have been a pandemic because, yeah, they planned a pandemic. I don't think this pan, this pandemic isn't theirs, but you can tell that they've definitely planned for a pandemic this year. Um, they kind of went through the motions or whatever they had. Over the last year. Yeah. And, and, um, and the civil liberties crackdown that's going on in the West right now. So you can see that they're kind of stumbling ahead with their plans as, you know, as, um, as laid out many, many years ago um, for the final assault. And this, uh, these, you know, the um, immediate, simultaneous and spontaneous, haha, and here quotes, lasers, Hugh Dr. Evil, the immediate spontaneous outbreaks of protests all over the world and George Floyd, who turned out died of a fentanyl overdose, you know, had nothing to do with the, his death, had nothing to do with the cops, really. Um, just tells me that this was planned. And it's, it's actually quite pathetic if you think about it. What they want to do, of course, is get, um, you know, is get middle, Ameri middle conservative America to pick up their arms and go fight. But they're not going to get that. Yeah, if you back some guy into a corner with an AR-15, then he's going to defend himself. But he's not going to do any more than that. He was right. his self He wasn't trying to mow down, evening, <laughs> not like exemplary. a mass shooter, trying to mow down as many people as possible. Nope, not at all. He did only what was necessary. Extreme trigger discipline, extreme self-control, superior weapon handling. And he wasn't even there to cause trouble. He was there to actually clean up graffiti and, uh, and defend other people's small businesses. Yeah, inspiring guy. Um, the Kenosha kid is what I've seen floating around. I like, I like that, Monica. Yeah, and that's the kind of... Uh, I know you took a lot of flack on your channel for saying that he made some bad decisions to be there. And, yeah, I agree that, yeah, it, is, it, it isn't the wisest thing to go plunging headlong into a riot. But well, you make yourself a target when you carry a big we, weapon no, around. That's not how heroes get idolized by doing the safe and pragmatic thing. Yeah, there was this collective consciousness of the country kind of feeling like a victim, like, oh, these riots are happening to us. We feel like there's nothing we can do. And then finally, someone stood up and it happened to be a 17 year old kid with a gigantic weapon. And I just thought to myself, why does it have to be this situation where it's a minor, where he's alone, where mm. it's not a militia? It's not kind of an organized adult force where he's mm. kind of got this target on himself by having this huge weapon so then it just he fits that profile that the media can paint him out to be a bad guy whereas if yeah. it was a bunch of business owners who got together and said hey rioters yeah. you can't do this in our neighborhood that would be way better for, for the right <laughs> mm -hmm. for the for the um for the country yeah. to be able to stand behind that and say this is what's uh what makes sense because we yeah. have laws we have laws where, you know, the, I think it's called the castle 
Castle, Castle Doctrine, yeah. Yeah, Castle Doctrine, where if people invade your private property, you have a right to shoot them. Mm. And so that's the kind of thing that I think everyone can on the right can stand behind. But um, if we just have a few random isolated incidents, these are just fodder for the mainstream media. So I didn't mm. think that he should be painted as a hero, but in fact, he, someone stood up to them and that's, everyone yeah. was waiting for someone to do it. And then it happened to be him. Yeah. And it was glorious. You, you make a good <laughs> point about the media. Um, is the media, you must remember that there's, that the elites weaponize, they, they have us categorized into our demographics to a level that most people wouldn't believe. They know exactly what triggers certain people, certain groups of people. Right. Um, and they use those triggers to make us afraid and uncertain and fearful of the future. So statues being pulled down, that's a trigger. Um, the NFL and the NBA behaving like utter morons and glorifying murderers and rapists, that's another trigger. Um, right. You know, disgusting movies about 11-year-old girls on Netflix, you know, um, joining twerking dance groups. That's another when, trigger. When random black guys just murder white people and white families when and the media yeah. has a silence. And, and, That's and a get trigger. away with it. That's another trigger. So the way to fight it is do not let these provocations get to you. Um, just file them away, make a note, but do not, you know, really do not Don't let take them the get bait. you down. You must... We need to stay buoyant. I mean, we're in the we're in the final stretch here. Right. Um, of 60 the race. days it's, to the election. Yeah, it's the, the, the tomorrow it'll be 2 months until November the 3rd. Um, now whether whether you're even going to have a presidential election over there, I'm not certain. But cuz I the dam uh, our man may have popped up on 4chan just now and said the dam has only got 19 days to go. Um that could be a bluff or it could be someone else, but it, it just felt like him. Anyway, I put it out there on Twitter just in case it was him. So, <clears throat> yeah, three gorges is going for to those go who don't in know, the next 30 days. Excuse for me? Those, for those who don't know, you're talking about uh, BD Anon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, BD Anon. It's this guy has been leaking on uh, 4chan to us. He has a spectacular record of predicting uh, the future in geopolitics. For instance, one of his predictions... Uh, which is starting to come true as we watch, is that the U.S. would recognize China as a separate, uh, Taiwan, beg your pardon, as a separate uh, nation state. That is already starting. Reuters ran a story on Monday morning that the U.S. was sending a delegation and they were going to open economic dialogue with Taiwan. So, yeah, that is the preliminary um, steps towards the U United States recognizing Taiwan uh, which is the Democratic Republic of China, as a sovereign, independent nation. We had a guy in European Parliament, I think, pop up, or was it Germany? I, I didn't see, I can't remember the reference, but saying, I'm Taiwanese, you know, make a note of that. So there's just these little hints. It was Czechoslovakia, actually. That's where it was. There's just these little hints coming through that the U.S. is about to recognize Taiwan. And that is going to be... Um, that will be completed when the dam, once the dam goes and that China is destroyed as a nation, because it will be, it'll, it's going to be devastating. It'll set them the dam back is in like a very generation. bad shape. The dam is, Three Gorges Dam is in terrible shape at the moment. It's been dissolved from the inside 
And if you look at, at, the, at satellite pictures, you can see that the dam itself has been deformed by a meter. Uh, you know, it's bulging out by a meter because of the water pressure. I mean, that is enormous. It may not sound like a whole lot, but it's... Are they doing any kind of soft evacuation? No. Well, look, 100 million people in China plus have already been displaced by the floods, which have been record. These have been the worst floods since 1949, which was when uh, Mao, Chairman Mao, took over um, the country. So that's probably not an accident. The... um, yeah, the Yangtze is flooding heavily upstream. And, of course, this is flowing into Three Gorges. I'm just wondering what the def- defensive move on the part of China would be to protect themselves against this type of event. <laughs> I, no, well, I, I mean, if he was correct, if our Anon was correct last month, he's saying that most of the CCP have already fled. You know, they fled to places like the UK and New Zealand and Australia, and they've, you know, they've got billions of dollars in cash with them just to tide them over. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's pretty ugly behind the scenes there. So, and there's another. Well, that's not a very formidable opponent on the no. world stage if if they're kind of a hollowed out regime. Well, the CCP is the People's Liberation Army, the PLA. That's an, a different prospect entirely. They are because they are semi-autonomous. Believe it or not, oh, they really? actually. Yeah, they they are a force to be reckoned with, and they are the ones who are prancing around Taiwan doing massive naval exercises at the moment. They could easily do something stupid. So that is why the U.S. has that uh, mass carrier group in the South China Sea and is keeping an eye on things. They could easily decide, no, we're going, you know, if the dam goes, we're going to invade Taiwan. So, yeah, things are a bit uh, volatile in that region at the moment. But, you know, Taiwan and Japan and South Korea uh, and us, I mean, that's quite a group of allies to be able to defend yes, against that kind of uh, attack. Yeah. And, and, and the dam, the dam going, it, this will have an effect on the presidential election because I think it's going to happen before the presidential election. That is what will kick off, you know, all these weird, there's going to be a lot, the dam will go and that will kick off a lot of events which seem unrelated, but are actually very closely related because when China is destroyed as a nation, um, the DNC instantly stops getting money from it. Um, I mean, China China is currently, for instance, China smuggled weapons into Seattle uh, a couple of months ago um, via some radical groups in the Middle East. And China is one of the big forces in the shadows that is putting out death squads on Portland streets and is funding Antifa and... BLM and, and, and. So when that disappears, suddenly the, the DNC has no money and no power and no influence anymore. So that's the one thing. So, you know, that may kick them into plan C, which is something even more desperate than what they're doing now. I mean, because right. Joe, Joe is, Joe has obvious dementia. Um, and he hasn't withdrawn from the race because of it. So, I don't know whether, you know, the white hats are going to reveal that he's a pedo um, in time. That may happen this month and allow Hillary and Stacey Abrams to sweep in. But there's no doubt that the Dems are going to try something desperately stupid um, before the election, probably some kind of military coup. Um, through. Yeah, they've got although that, that's one of the 
the institutions that the White Hats have quite a bit of control over. Sure, sure. But there are there are a, there are a couple of people in there who um, are loyal to the left, and you know they're under surveillance, and they shouldn't be trying anything stupid, but they will. So, yeah. But doubtless, everything has been prepared for. You see, yeah. mail-in voting isn't going to work because that only really that only really works when it's a close-run thing. It doesn't work when Donald Trump gets 400 votes in the Electoral College. <laughs> then you can forget it, and they know this. They, they, there's, there's a, their polls last week showed them starkly that the violence and the constant um, encouragement of violence on TV by the left for the last six months is now killing them countrywide. Right. And this is not something they can recover from. No. And now everything they say just seems fake, you know, because yeah. it doesn't represent like an, a sincere yeah. um, position on their part. But the institutions that seem to still have be controlled by the deep state, like big tech, they have quite a lot of power and control and money. Um, if you look at Mark Zuckerberg, his foundation just donated $300 million to uh, safe and secure voting. And they're going to be doing a historic uh, effort of registering 4 million voters, which will probably be like young people voting for the left. Mm. Um, so I'm just wondering what are some of the desperate moves uh, that the deep state will try to pull yeah, that's, what, that's what resources they still have available to them. That I think, yeah, that look, I can believe that I missed that, but I, I believe it completely. I think it's a bit late for that. 4 million is a drop in the ocean. I mean, the Repu Republican party has been, has been contacting, I think a million people a week. Yeah. They've year. been no knocking on a million yeah. doors a week. The Democrats have zero ground game. You know, I, um, Somebody, I think it was Brendan Dilley before he was uh, suspended off Twitter, was saying that he checked out how the Dems, uh, their normal ground game that, you know, the, the phones and the canvassing that happens before any presidential election in history. The Dems have done nothing, literally nothing. Which they're, to they're me shows that they're putting people. resources somewhere else. Because they're not That's right. banking or, on the win. Yeah, sure. Or they're they're relying on, or they were their strategic plan is they're relying on um, they're relying on the violence to get the country into such a state that they could then you know you know they could declare sorry spilling uh, tripping over my words here they could declare that the election needs delaying or they could attempt a military coup. It's clear that they're actually not that interested in trying to win an election because they know they're about to get their asses handed to them big time. So I think you're right. They're putting that effort into other resources and other, you know, other plans yeah. that they have. Chaos, basically trying to like create a, chaos. A valid election. Yeah, and they're already doing predictive programming. They're saying that um, the initial results might show that Trump is winning, but once all the votes are counted over the long yeah, right. term, all the mail-in votes, then Biden will win. So that's what they're. That just shows that's what they're banking on is some ability to um, to do a mail-in voting fraud. Yeah. Uh, but even that seems unlikely uh, because. 
of the number of people who will vote in person because of the number of safeguards in place to secure the election, um, because of the fact that um, it's not just the president who's getting voted for. There's like all of the people in the House of Representatives and in the yeah. Senate and everything. So, so this is this would be such a massive undertaking logistically for them to try to steal so many elections. Um, or even if they were just trying to steal the presidential one, um, the fact that the the U.S. military uh, is already on the side of the White Hats means mm. that Trump would just declare martial law and and do a massive public disclosure so people know what's going on. Yeah, and, and that's another thing that's coming too is the public disclosures between now and uh, election day. Um, I have a strong suspicion that the Wiener laptop will be at least partially revealed in in uh, October. That is going to be the mother of all October surprises. And we also have Barr, who um, in June, back in June, said that he had all the communications of Antifa. Barr listens to everyone's phone calls. I mean, let's get real here. Barr knows exactly what's going on in D.C. and he knows exactly what's, you know, who's talking to who. So... Barr has all the phone calls between people in Congress and the Senate who communicate with Antifa and threaten to release them. That was, you know, that was obviously just a threat because he hasn't done it yet. But he could well do come October. Look, America, here's a bunch of your elected representatives who are trying to overthrow your country. So that, right. that's one shift that could be um, pulled out um, in time for October. Then there's the Wiener Laptop. Then there's the video of Joe and, and his testimony from a young boy. There's, you know, the left are actually being crowded. They're being kettled into this little group where they have nothing left. You know, they have no power. They have no, um, no ability to cause a massive false flag somewhere. They have no nukes on American soil that they can just detonate to cause chaos and mayhem. They have no... Um, you know, they have no political power ground game. All they have to, all they have is the bleating in the media. So. Well, they yeah, seem to have a network. Things will be revealed that uh, will just be the final nail in their coffin between now and then. What they do seem to have are a network of losers who are willing to, to riot, to get bust in from wherever they live. Um, yeah. And the thing is the country has been desensitized to this, uh, so uh, it's not having the impact mm. that they would want. It's like diminishing returns on, on that specific strategy. So they have to go really, really big to have any kind of impact. And now Trump has already kind of painted them into the, the corner being the pro-riot, pro-violence, yeah. pro-chaos, you know, anti-law and order. Well, yeah. Well, suddenly they're switching it around. They're saying, no, Trump has been fomenting and inciting violence. It's absolute nonsense. Trump has been saying about once every other day, law and order, um, ask right. for help. We'll send in the National Guard. We'll send in the Fed. <laughs> and, and the Democrats being, no, 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 thanks. We, we, you know, we like the rights. Now suddenly with the polls are in the toilet. They're, <laughs> they're, they're saying, no, it, no, 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 really, it's Trump. Trump, he was, he was the one inciting <laughs> all the violence. Yeah, right. not going to work, guys. Not going to work. The country isn't stupid. Yeah, exactly. So, so that means that we're looking at a landslide of a lot of people taking out all their frustrations out at the poll at the polls and voting, voting these corrupt people out of office. Um, 
so uh, my thoughts are that the deep state will just try to um, pull, pull something military mm -hmm. style. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily military coup, but I mean like uh, some type of attack, some type of uh, mm. thing to cause chaos during the election counting process, like a September 11th type of thing. Yeah, entirely possible. The um, yeah, uh, and how it will be met is another question. I think Trump. I suspect Trump wants. Um, to be able to go to the Supreme Court and ask for an election delay of some sort. Um, just, I don't know. I mean, if, if a full-scale war kicks off with China um, in the next 30 days, which is mega likely, I must say, it's scarily likely, then how does that affect a presidential election? I think automatically it means it's going to be, it's got to be put on the back burner, you know, if the U.S. is at war. I, I, don't, I don't have the... I don't have the chapter. Well, cer in certainly emergencies in place right. um, make things different, um, especially military emergencies. Um, yeah. So uh, one of the things Q has pointed at is that, uh, I believe it's post 35, mm. uh, where he says that there will be organized riots to prevent senior Washington officials from you know getting arrested and mm. uh, that the military will be given authority uh, to be able to take care of these things and that we should just basically stay in our yeah. homes and and uh, stay out mm. of trouble and that the emergency broadcast system will be used to communicate with us yeah so it seems like they're anticipating yeah. some I kind know, of could, exactly that could easily in fact we all thought it was that week, that week was great because we all thought he was talking about uh, the U.S. that week, the week of the, um, the 1st of uh, November 2017. Meanwhile, he was actually talking about Saudi Arabia. And he, he, we knew he was talking about, he knew he was talking about Saudi Arabia because we went back and there were tons of little clues that he, were, he was telling us it was coming. It was a great proof, hardcore proof, actually. Um, that was when I really started, started taking the drop seriously because I realized this was a guy in the presence, in a circle, who knew that there was going to be a coup in Saudi Arabia. But those, those statements could easily be applying now. Um, I'm not sure whether we can kind of say, yes, this is what's going to happen in the next 60 days, but it's a, I think it's a reasonable indication. I mean, if, if you think of his uh, drop 14 on, um, at the 11th hour, so 2300 on October the 31st, which is kind of, the 11th hour of Halloween, you know, Patriots, um, when he posted the Washington crossing the Delaware pick for the first time, uh, why hasn't the Muslim Brotherhood been classified as a terrorist org? What happens if Soros-funded operations get violent and engage in domestic terrorism? What happens if mayors, police, police comms and chiefs do not enforce the law? What authority does uh, POTUS have specifically over the Marines? Why is this important? So, yeah, that looks suspiciously to me like a um, like anticipation. I mean, the president, you can see, is obsessed with the rights of states. He could have, I mean, I think it's, is it the, it's not the Sullivan Act. Sorry, my mind's gone a bit blank here. Stafford? The, uh, 
the, the emergency regulations that are currently in, in uh, force, the president has frightening powers under those, and he doesn't need permission from anyone to use them, and yet he hasn't. He's been obsessed with state rights. Portland, yeah, up to a point. So, yeah, blue states, if you want to let Antifa torch your towns and uh, go wild and have death rods on the streets, yeah, that's fine, up to a point, and then right. I'm going to come in. Um, and with the National Guard and crack down. So he's, he's walked this incredibly fine line between showing the country just what it's like under, right. under Democrat rule, um, because the Dems have been completely hijacked by the radical wing, and, and, and the rights of states to do as they please, and law and order and protecting citizens. So now you have the moderate middle of the country, the moderate middle voting bloc, who looks at all this lunacy and is completely horrified by it, which is why a landslide is coming. And yeah. but on the other hand, things are not completely out of control. I mean, the number of arrests of Antifa uh, and, and professional agitators and rioters under the radar to undertaken by all the, the SWAT teams from pretty much every department in the federal government. I mean, you, the Coast Guard has one of the best SWAT teams in the world. They're there. Um, the Department of Homeland Security, all of these federal agencies have come in and are assisting just quietly behind the scenes, taking out all these cells that were in place to, because, yeah, if Hillary was president at this time, basically the US would be overrun right now yeah. with Chinese and Iraqi, Iranian-funded, not Iraqi is a big pardon, Iranian-funded terror groups. You, you would be in absolute chaos right now. Um, you wouldn't have a country. It would be complete anarchy. Instead, you've got, yeah, you've, I mean, it's bad. However, it is contained Correct. and it is fizzling out. So it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable a, that we've had an economic recovery as we've had during this yeah. this time of chaos um, with everything that the democratic governors and, and so forth have tried to do to keep the lockdown going. Um, they haven't been able to stop the stock market from new highs. They yep. haven't been able to stop, um, you know, this, this economic recovery. Um, and I agree with you that what Trump's trying to do is to show uh, how bad it is under the Democrats mm. that, that um, and it's, it can be hard because, you know, CNN and the mainstream media will say mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful and try to brainwash people into believing that the riots are not taking place. But yeah. something that Trump is doing right now is going to ground zero of Kenosha yeah. and showing people the wreckage and the carnage of the riots and the damage that it does to our communities and say, hey, this is Black Lives Matter. This is Antifa. Yeah. This yeah. is a Democrat uh, mayor, this is a Democrat governor. This is what you get. And, um, and Q says like, you have to show people before they have a will to change. That's they're, right. They're, yeah. they're just not going to, um, yeah. magically believe yeah, that, that there's a mandate for a conservative movement in our country. There yeah. has to be, uh, an absolute repulsion, uh, you know, people have to feel repulsed by the um, the mm. results of what it would be like living in a leftist type of country. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it, it, that coverage when he was walking around Kenosha, that looked like, like Sarajevo yeah. from 20 years ago. It was terrible. Um, a total war zone. And of course, the, yeah, you're quite right. The media are there, like, you know, because they have their orders. They have to deny what our own eyes tell us is true. I mean, Chris Zilla from uh, CNN saying Trump is painting the, you know, Trump is painting the protests as riots, which shows how desperate he is. And the actual <laughs> photo in the caption shows a town right, in Wisconsin burning. Yes. Brilliant, great, genius move, guys. NPR said Trump claimed without evidence that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse appeared to be um, acting in self-defense. Well, what do you mean without evidence, dudes? Did you guys watch the video? I mean, yeah. <laughs> It appears that he's acting in self-defense. Yeah, he was referencing yeah, the that. media. That, you know, they're always they always love with their weasel words, getting us to try and believe what is absolutely not true. But as soon as we use our eyes to point out what absolutely is true, they say, well, "Yeah, yeah." Well, there's uh, a little glitch in the matrix going on right now with uh, Chris Cuomo, the anchor on CNN, um, with his his tape recorded voice saying, this "The media is not your." Result. Well, yeah, but he's saying the media is not your friend. The, you know, no, you can't trust the media. <laughs> yeah, if so. you're in the media, you know that better than anyone else. That reminded me instantly of, I think it was Van from CNN being caught by James O'Keefe um, saying that Russiagate is a nothing burger. Before, it, guys, before it came out. <laughs> yeah, these guys know. They know. Yeah. And they lie because they're told to. They're, they're despicable. Sellouts. Really. They're disgusting and they're an enemy of the people. And they need to be destroyed, and they will be after after November the third. Retribution. Yeah, it's it's hard to have the patience yeah. for all of the um, justice that has to be served uh, because Must we have, want yeah. we want the justice for yeah. the media now. We we want the justice uh, for for big tech now. We don't want to wait until after the election. Um, yeah, look, we must have patience. We must have faith. Um, just remember, this is not just the U.S. It is. This is the whole, a lot of things around the world are being fixed. And a lot of the, these are all interlocked and they're all sequence based. So A must happen, then B, then C, then D. And D is, you know, the media all getting hanged on live TV. But unfortunately, that depends on C, which depends on the DOJ or the State Department, which depends on B, which depends on what's going on in Venezuela, which is taking time and so on. So, yeah. Geopolitics is as slow as molasses, but the wheels may turn slowly, but they do turn. So, and, and, and yeah, it's just, we, we've been spoiled by getting insight from people like Q and Big Dick Anon and other Anons on 4chan as to what's really going on behind the scenes. But with that, we've kind of expected, no, things must happen now. No, things will happen when they happen. And if there's a delay to something, it's for a really good reason, um, which we don't know yet, and we may never know. But, yeah, you know, you just have to read what Trump has written, um, his books like Kicking Ass and Taking Names and The Art of the Deal, to know that Trump gets revenge. He yeah, gets exactly. He's a very, he's a very <laughs> patient, an elephant very that never forgets man. who crossed he's him. Yeah, he's a vindictive bastard for all his good points. He, he get, try, what, what are the words? The exact words are, I always get even. And it's not because, it's not, it's not because he's vindictive. Let me, let me be honest to the president. It's yeah. strategic. It's, 
Yes, it's it's so that people don't mess with him ever again. Um, you have to hit back. If somebody does something to you, you have to hit them back 10 times as hard so that they leave you alone. Right. Now, that was on a personal level. On a country level, I mean, he loves the U.S. more than life itself. On a country level, what has been done to your country must never, ever happen again. And I think his revenge on those who have subverted America is going to be talked about for a thousand years, and it needs to be. Because, yeah, we're all to blame for letting, um, you know, these Satan-worshipping elites tell us what to do. No, they must all be burned at the stake or thrown into the Mariana Trench with millstones around their necks. And that, that is going to happen. Um, in the meantime, yeah, I mean, we, we have... To go. What's interesting is that um, the what, what Q team and the White Hats have decided to do from day one is to play this by the book by law and order, by the rule of law, by the codes and, and, and everything that we have established. And we have mm. laws established for traitors, for sedition, for, yeah. you know, foreign agents, uh, registration act for, for, you know, that, that says that we can have military tribunals and we can execute people. And, um, yeah. And so we don't have to be vigilantes. We don't have to, um, you know, try to follow these people to their mansions and, and yeah. uh, with pitchforks uh, because it's in the playbook for these people uh, and the, and the organizations that they belong yeah. to, to be um, held, held accountable according to the yeah. rule of law. Exactly. And the, the, the funny thing is, is when the left forgets that all the time is because for decades they've uh, been used to not being accountable under the law. So you get, you know, lefty politicians and media hacks making outright treasonous and seditious statements on camera. Yeah. And I'm so, and I'm Pelosi just like, called the president of the United States a domestic enemy. My head's, yeah. Hello, guys. This is called seditious conspiracy. Um, this is called high treason. Uh, this is called calling for the assassination of the president. This, you know, all of these things, this is not a game. All of these things carry like 10 to 20 years or death. And you, I can tell you now, they will be brought up at their tribunals and they yeah. will have to explain their words. You know, even the stupid little commentators like, what is, what is that guy's name? Rick Wilson, um, calling for the president to catch a bullet. He's going to be sentenced to death for that. And he's going to be totally shocked because he didn't believe that his words actually made a difference. <laughs> you know, and they're all, you know, I mean, people... People, somebody said to me that uh, the left is going to be like, you know, screaming and shouting when they go to the gallows, well, most of them anyway. I think it's going to be surprise and shock that they actually were held accountable for what they said and did. But it won't help yeah. them. Yeah, you know, after World War II, uh, we had this process of um, tribunals and trials and so forth. Uh, and I think we're going to have a similar kind of process because this is a war mm. and, yes. um, uh, and we're going to have to, um, you know, make sure that these things don't happen again. That's, that's a big trick because the deep state infiltrated mm. our institutions. And so there's Completely. no kind of guarantee if we don't create new safeguards, there's no guarantee mm. that it won't happen again because it's human. Unfortunately, it seems to be, human nature to uh, 
have these psychotic people rise to the top of the institutions and control them. So there's something fundamental has to change. And that, that's part of the healing process and yeah. the, the change process. Funnily enough, it wasn't always like that. Um, in the early days of the US, it was very much on merit, if you remember. Um, you know, you, you, you were told to do public service, even though it may have screwed your business or your personal life, but you had to do it for a certain period of time and you were unwilling. And of course the unwilling make the best leaders, um, as I think Plato said, or was it Aristotle? I can never remember. Um, and, then, and then you could go back to your, you know, you could go back to your business. Whereas the rise of the professional politician who is almost always a member of a secret society who does not have the, the people's interests in heart, but it has the secret society's interests in heart. That will go. And we will, you know, and look, exterminating um, all the members of these secret societies who have been running the world behind our backs and under our noses will do it, will go a long way towards making sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again. I'm, I'm fairly optimistic. But we need the public disclosure of how these secret societies work to infiltrate institutions. Otherwise, there'll just be a new secret society with new people taking their place. Well, look, enormous progress has already been made on that score. If you think of the awareness brought to the world by, you know, just by Q alone, okay? I mean, and the media is going off Q. I don't know if you saw the front page of USA Today. QAnon is now radicalizing Americans. What a load of nonsense. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not Antifa burning down your neighbors. No, it's Q, <laughs> who tells you to try, trust no one, research everything for yourself, and go and find out about the pedo elites who run the world. No, that's the real problem. Yeah, yeah, sorry, guys, it's not going to work. Actually, Q just posted, and he, you know, Q posted that picture of that article on the front page. No, it's, it's um, so, so that's, it is, yeah, it's, I, I just it's, say it's, thank you for giving QAnon more publicity because now people are going oh, to hey, try oh, to figure yeah, out no, what is it. If you read the media, I started Q, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I had some idiot on Twitter telling me. Uh, uh, right. Well, Paul, yeah, thank you for giving me, giving me your perspective on all of this. Um, Anytime, I'm, I'm going to be just at the edge of my seat watching China, watching the Three Gorges Dam. Mm. Uh, I started placing some bets on Predict It. Are, are you familiar with that platform? Yes, yes. That's, that's quite fun. Yeah. I don't so, I so I need to gamble like that, but yeah. They have uh, options for like, will Maduro be in, in charge in, at the end of the year? Uh, will, <laughs> will Hillary or Michelle, you know, try to get get the um mm. be the presidential candidate uh so uh, this is a pretty good return so i just put okay. like five dollars oh, down i just put five dollars down <laughs> yeah if the odds are good maybe i'll have a flutter i'll make a hundred bucks if i you know it's, it's not like a big a big deal but if you put five bucks down you make a hundred bucks cool, uh, but yeah it's interesting to um to to look at the probabilities uh, having this type of inside information and mm. And, uh, and so I want to follow up with you, uh, you know, at least maybe later this month and, and see where we're at again. Yeah let's, yeah, let's chat and see what's going on. Yeah, a lot of things are going to happen in the next two months. We're almost there. We're almost there. D-Day, the thunderbolt approaches. Remember, let your plans be dark and impenetrable as night. But when you move, fall like a thunderbolt. And yeah, and, the yeah, thunderbolt Trump approaches. Has- Donald Trump has quoted the art of war on Twitter since like 2012. 
and uh, he's yeah this is yeah, the way he does things he studied it deeply for 50 years um which is why he's as good as what as good as he is at everything he does yeah thank you paul we'll follow up with you soon thanks sean <laughs> take care hi i want to talk to you about why it's so awesome to join patreon and how you can support my independent journalism and for you to get research and emotional support and coaching from me. Now, when you start your great awakening process, it can be a lonely journey. You feel like you have to keep your new discoveries to yourself because of social shaming for thinking differently. Now, you can struggle to find the right sources and you can spend hours just wasting your time. By becoming a patron, you not only help support me and independent journalists to help dismantle the lamestream media, but you get private access to me, someone who has already been down the road and can point you in the right direction. Now, depending on the tier, you can private message me with questions or you can have live sessions with me to discuss your current challenges. Now, just by becoming a researcher, you have joined a global movement of others who want to know the truth. It's time for you to hook into that community and train yourself as a digital soldier for truth. Now, becoming a patron, you will get access to that private chat community where all opinions are welcome in an inclusive and supportive environment. You can chat with other patrons that are on the same journey as you, and they will also give you emotional and research support. So go to patreon.com slash QAnon FAQ to join our private community right now. By supporting this channel, you help us expand our reach and educate the masses in the spirit of truth and unity. You can support our channel for free. Just share our content on social media. Every time you click share, it makes a difference. So subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Gab, Twitter, and YouTube from the links below. And you can buy QAnon clothing and gifts to spread the great awakening at QAnonFAQ.com. And you can become a patron to join a private community of fellow truth seekers. It's patreon.com slash QAnonFAQ.